0: theyeshiva.net Today we begin a new mimer as you could see at the title and the headline your source sheets with the grace of God Shabbos Parshas told us kislev, Hey chavches. This is a discourse, a mimer a Hasidic discourse that was presented by the Lubavitcher Rebbe on Shabbos Parshas told us the Shabbos that blesses the month of Kislev, Tov Shin which would be 5, 7, to 8. So this is a Maymer, the Lubavitcher Rebbe would hold Fabrengins, gatherings. Shabbos, Yom Tif, mostly with Shabbos Mevarchim, which means the last Shabbos of the month, blessing the new month. And during the Fabrangan, he would say one of the segments was a mimer, which was an exposition of Chabad Hasidic ideas based on the Balatanya and his successors. So this mimer was said on the Shabbos of Taldus, 29th of Cheshvin, 5728. In the second, the English calendar, that would be December 2, 1967. So this is the end of 67, <coughs> Shabbos Taldus. And it was edited, actually, by the Rebbe many, many years later. At the time, it was just written up by the listeners. But years later, Yossi edited it and published it for for, Tov Shinnun. That's the end of 1989. I remember when it came out. And uh, it's already my days, 67 is a little before my days. And uh, it's published in Sefer HaMai Marim Melukat. And let's begin. As you see, there's a star after Tavshin Chav and it says Yatsaloy B'Kuntros Rishchaydus Kislav Tavshin Nun. It came out in honor of Rishchaydus Kislav Tavshin Nun. That's the end of eighty nine. The date was Metzoy Shabbos Kodesh Mavarchim Kislav Shnas Tavshin Hey Tavshin. And Parshish told us there's that. Very famous verse. The beginning of the blessings of Yitzchak, of Isaac, to Esau, but really it's to Yaakov, right? Yitzchak, we all know the story. Our patriarch Isaac wanted to bless his oldest son, Esau, Esau, who he loved so much. He asked him to go hunt him game in the field and prepare for him delicacies as I love. I should be able to bless you. And Esav goes for the hunt, and in the meantime, Jacob dresses up, based on the instructions of his mommy, of his mother, Rebecca, Rivka. Jacob camouflages himself as Esav, dresses up in his hairy uniform, so that he would be able to have the same uh, (laughs) feel, same texture, and Yitzchak wouldn't recognize him. And the Ramban says apparently their voices were similar. Twins. Sometimes sound the same as well, look the same. And uh, Yitzchak Rivka prepares all the food that Yitzchak wanted. She cooks up goats, and Yaakov brings in the food. He identifies himself as Esav. and Yitzchak, his father, blesses him with those stupendous blessings. And many of us repeat those blessings every Mitzvah Shabbos after Shabbos, known as Vyyitim l'cha. And the opening of the blessings, that's what this Maimer begins with. A Maimer always begins with either a Pasik or a Maimer Chazal, more often a Pasik. May God give you, grant you, from the dew of the heaven and from the fat of the earth. And then he continues as you could see this footnotes here number 1 parsha told us khavzayn khavkhaz this is genesis chapter 28 27 verse 28 toldos perikop apostle khavkhaz ye du hadiyuk baz there is it's known the diuk the diuk means the question when you focus and you are aware of the precision of every word in Torah, so there's a famous question that's discussed. This question is raised first, as you could see in footnote 2, by the Mittler Rebbe, this is the son of the Balatanya, the Mittler Rebbe, Rabbeinu Ber, has a sefer called Torah S'chayim, in which you have his maimarim, his discourses on Bereshus, and told us he asks this question. Later the question is asked by the Tzamach Tzedek, his son-in-law. The third Chabad Rebbe in a sefer called Eir HaTayra, and in other sources, as he says in Footnote two, what's the question? Generally, blessings are associated as a flow as a manifestation of what we would call the name of Yutke Vavke, the name of Hashem, the name of Alekim, the name of Alekim, haddin, The name Alekim, obviously Hashem is one and undefined, as we discussed many times. But names are the ways, the way divine energy is manifested in different ways, through different mediums, different venues, different channels, different garments. It's filtered through different experiences. Kim is associated with Midas Hadin, the attribute of discipline, of judgment, and Tsimtzum. Tsimtzum is condensing, filtering, Limitations, contractions. Blessings are the opposite of tzimtzum. The idea of a blessing is generosity. It's a flow. I'm giving. That's what he says. The concept of a blessing is hamshachavashpa. It's, it's a flow. It's communication. I'm blessing you. Hey, m'shem Blessings are associated with the name of Hashem, Yud which is the name of generosity and benevolence and compassion. Let's take the quintessential blessings of Torah. What are they? If I were to ask you, which portion deals with blessings? And you'll say the priestly blessings. In Parshish Nasser, in the Book of Numbers, Hashem tells Moshe to tell his brother Aaron, the Kayan, the priest, Kaysa Varechuz B'day Yisrael, Amr this is how you should bless the Jewish people, and it becomes a mitzvah, a positive commandment, a the to bless the Jewish people every single day, as they did in the base and they still do in Eretz Yisrael, and we do here on Yom Tov. Besides so the svarim, the svarim who do it every day here, outside of Israel. So we see an interesting thing. You have three verses. <speaking in Hebrew> He saw the neponav elach of Yisimul Choshalim, and then v'samuel shmei abnei solvan yevarech. But shabachol gimel apsukim niska shem avaya. In every one of the three verses of the priestly blessings, Hashem's name is mentioned. But which name is mentioned? It doesn't say yevarech eloi kim v'yishmarach. Doesn't say yoyr eloi kim panav elach Doesn't say yis eloi kim panav The name of Yudkevovke is mentioned. Yevarech Hashem v'yishmarach. You are Hashem panav elach v'nachol. Elach v'ichunak. Yisachem panav elach v'asim l'chashol. Or be brachazu yet in this blessing of Yitzchak. Omer, Yitzchak says, "V'yitn lecha Elokim." Elokim will give you. Elokim shall give you. Shouldn't, shouldn't sure of should have it not said, "V'yitn lecha Hashem." V'yitn lecha Yudke v'ofke. Again, Elokim is the name that represents midas hatzimtzum, the attribute of holding back attribute of sternness, of withdrawal. quit pro quo, judgment. And yet, blessings are associated with the opposite idea. And nonetheless, Yitzchak uses the name of Let's add something else, or something more. Shadiyugze, Shagabi Brachinis the plot thickens. That's the Add some. The Rebbe wants to add something else on the previous question. This question, why by bracha, it says the name Elykim, is also relevant to the first blessing that Yitzchak received from Hashem after the passing of Avram. At the end of, towards the end of Chayasara, we learn about the end of Avram Avinu's life. After Yitzchak got married to his wife Rivka Rebecca, his father remarried a woman named Keturah, had six son- children, gave them lavish gifts, and sent them away to the east. We spoke last Tuesday at the women's class about the idea that that has some legitimate sources that many of the far eastern spiritual disciplines are rooted in the children of Avram Movenu, who went to the east and received those spiritual gifts of their father. And then, shortly after, the Torah says Avram passed away at the age of 175, old, satiated, ripe old age with Seve And what happens afterwards? The Torah says that after Avram died... Vayavarech elaykim es yitzchak binoy. blessed yitzchak. So let's see the pattern here. When yitzchak blesses Yaakov, what's the language he uses? Vietim lecha elaykim. But it really goes back to him himself. When he was blessed after the passing of Avram, the words of the Torah is not Vayavarech Hashem es yitzchak binoy. Vayavarech elaykim yitzchak Rashi famously quotes her sages who say that this was Nichem Avelom. Hashem was comforting Yitzchak for his grief. One can imagine the grief of losing a father like Avram Avinu. And Hashem blessed Yitzchak, he comforted him. Or other explanations that he gave him the ability to bless. But the point is, when Hashem blesses Yitzchak, the first time after the passing of Avram Avinu, when he assumes, so to speak, his position as the second patriarch of the Jewish nation, he says, Elikim. Now, here again, the same issue. All the blessings that Hashem blesses Avram Avinu in Genesis. There's many blessings. He blesses him right in the beginning of Lech Lecha. Later in Lech Lecha there's more blessings. Another few times. There's blessings. blessings. For example, For example, Furthermore, there are blessings to Yitzchak later. It always says one name, the name of Hashem Yud Besides, the blessing that Hashem gives Yitzchak right after Avram's passing. Over there, it's Elohim, again Elohim. from here it seems, the it seems then that the first blessing that Yitzchak received after the passing of Avram, where it says, Ali blessed, And the blessing that Yitzchak will give to Esav, who is really Yaakov, saying, There's a connection, and that's why it's these two blessings that are unique in the sense that Elikim is the one who is giving the blessing. So again, by Avram Avinu, all the blessings are only from Yitzchak, it never says Elikim. Yitzchak suddenly introduces a new type of blessing. When Avram passes away, it's Elikim who blesses him. And then it's that blessing that he gives over to Esav or to Yaakov. And we're back to the question. Elikim doesn't seem like the name of blessing. Yudkei Vavke is the name of blessing, as we see in Berchus Kainem. Beis, chapter 2. Yesh one can uh, perhaps the Yeshlaimar is the way of opening up an explanation. One can say the point of the explanation. i pi im divrei The Alter Rebbe the Balatanya wrote a nusach of davening. He's from sixty different versions. He refined a nusach known as nusach of Chabad based on the Arizal's nusach. <coughs> This was the Siddur that he printed. Shortly after his passing, his son printed a Siddur with the text of Davening of the Alter Rebbe, and around the page, around and around, are discourses he heard from his father on Davening. It's known as Siddur Im Dach. Siddur Im chay. It's a thick Sefer. A Siddur with the maimarim of Chassidus of his father. In the section of shofar, in the section of Rosh Hashanah, there's one called sharat Kiyas, the portal of blowing shofar. And over there there's a long mimer from the Alter Rebbe about blowing Shaifan Rosh And over there he explains, I'm just explaining the reference what this book is. al Anam Anam He says there that Gevura and Chesed is not what we often think. We often think Chesed is you give, you love and Gevura is I hold back. I'm not a giver. <laughs> I hold it into myself. I'm, I'm an you know introverted. He says that's not. it's not. That's a superficial definition. The flow that comes from gevura can sometimes be much greater. Yosef, from the flow that comes from chesed. Why? In Kabbalah. Chesed has the nature of coldness. And therefore, when it gives, it's finite. Gvudas are hot. <laughs> they're warm. They're fiery. When there is a flow that comes from gvura, it's intense. It's very intense. To the point that it could be so much that it touches infinity. We're going to explain. And that's why he explains there. He says, that's why it's only Yitzchak who blesses his children with such great, lofty blessings. Shem should give you from the dew of heaven, from the fat of the earth. We don't find such blessings being given to their children, to their closest ones, not by Avram and not by Yaakov. We don't have the story that Avram says, you know, Yaakov, I want to Yitzchak, I want to bless you. Or Yaakov, at the end of Yaakov Avinu's life, he predicts the future of all the children. At the end of Parshas Vayechi, he blesses the children. But Yitzchak, already before his deathbed, he's older, and Yitzchak has this whole scene where he wants to bless his child. You don't have that with Avram, that story. You don't have it with Yaakov. It's a story unique to Yitzchak. Why? Every father wants to bless his children. Many fathers have a custom. Every Friday night they bless their children. Or Yom Kippur before Nidre. But in the Torah we see it's Yitzchak who has this thing with blessings. And the whole story about the blessings is only by Yitzchak. He wants to give it to Esav. Rivka wants to make sure Yaakov gets it. Yaakov has to really do something very complex and very complicated and also very enigmatic to be able to take the blessings from Esav and take them for himself. Why? Just to get Yitzchak's blessing. You might say, okay, why is it so important? There's something about Yitzchak's blessings that are considered so lofty, so significant. And you see it also from his language. They're brief, but they're lofty. Avram and Yaakov never say these words. God should give you from the dew of heaven, from the fat of the earth, abundant grain, abundant wine. May the nations prostrate themselves to you. Those who curse you shall be cursed. Very powerful blessing. You don't see these blessings, not by Avram, not by Yaakov. So the Alter Rebbe says, in the Maimir. about Shoifer, about Rosh Hashanah, Ki Yitzchak Gvura. It says in Zoyar, everybody knows it, but the source is Zohar, as he says in footnote 8, Yitzchak embodies the quality known as Gvura: Strength, discipline, endurance, fortitude, Tenaciousness, power. And therefore, Yitzchak's blessings have an intensity that the other ones don't have. Avram embodies Chesed. Yaakov embodies Tepherus. But Yitzchak embodies Gvura. And when Gvura gives, it's very intense. When Gvura doesn't give, it's also intense. When Gvura gives, it's very intense. This will give us a mystical insight into the verse that says, After Avram Avinu passes away, Elohim blessed Yitzchak his son, the Bechaye Avram, Chines Chesed, Herib Chines Chesed alamail." During the life of Avram, Avram embodied Chesed, which quality of Hashem was present in the world? Chesed, that was the pr- primary quality. Because Avram is the tzaddik hadoh, he's the tzaddik of the generation. So he embodies and mirrors the divine, unique energy flow for that generation. Because that's what a true leader does. A true leader who's a conduit for Hashem, who's an Eved Hashem. As the Medrash calls the Ava, it's a Merkava, a chariot, a divine, a chariot for the divine. So Avraham Avinu reflects the divine flow of that time of that miliyu. What was the flow during Avramavinu? It was the flow of chesed. It also works the other way. Avramavinu was chesed. So he was the channel. He channeled God's chesed into the world. When Avramavinu passes away, now the, let's call it this way, the leadership, the the central nervous system of the cosmos now became an embodiment of Gvura primarily. That's what he says. The hanhaga, the general behavior of the universe, including Hashem's behavior, is now following the attribute of Yitzchak Gvura. It's a fascinating idea. When Avramovino is alive, Avram Avinu is Chesed. So Avraham Avinu channels into the world Hashem's midah of chesed. So that becomes the go-to midah. That's the channel. It's everything. It doesn't mean there's no gvurah, but it means the primary anaga is chesed. The primary behavior is based on chesed. After Avraham Avinu passes away, now it's a new midah. Now there's a new Yitzchak. Yitzchak is not Avraham. Yitzchak is Avram's son, Yitzchak is Avram's ear, Yitzchak is Avram's continuity, but he's not Avram. It changes. And students of Avram, to become students of Yitzchak is not easy. Because you have to tune in to a new personality, a new energy. You have to have a lot of humility to be able to make that adjustment, you know? there's the old question. It says that Avram Avinu made so many converts he and Sarah, what happened to them? <laughs> what happened to them? They all disappeared. The Meiri says that Avram and Sarah impacted half of civilization. What happened to all these people? There's no trace of them in the Torah. It says Avram, ta- 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 Avram traveled the world. The Rambam describes in of what he did in Madrashim. What happened? One of the answers is that Yitzchak was very different than Avram Avinu. Yitzchak was Gevura. The common denominator of Avram and Yitzchak is they were both conduits for the divine. But the quality, the way it was filtered was different. So the students of Avram Avinu came to Yitzchak and they didn't feel that energy of Avram Avinu. <laughs> Because without the humility to be able to tune into the core that it's divine, you could feel it. it's not Avram and many of them just maybe all of them just you know <laughs> they departed they went their own way Yitzchak invested he had a Yaakov Yaakov ultimately continued it it was not the students of Avram because when Achere Avram the Hanhagi, the behavior in the world changes based on the based on the Tzadik based on Yitzchak Gvur and it's not just he, it's Hashem's behavior changes. Because Yitzchak is a mirror of the divine midah of that time. And the other way also, it starts both from above and from below. Yitzchak's midah of Gvure becomes a channel for Hashem's midah in the world. So when the zeitgeist changes from Chesed to Gvure, Now what happens? So now the blessings come not from chesed, they come from gvura, from the name elekim. Elekim is associated with gvura. Now they come from gvura, and they are even greater and deeper and more intense than the blessings that come from chesed. So that's the pshat. He after mo'is avrom. After Avromovino passed away, so the hanhaga, the behavior shifted from chesot to gvura, v'yivorech eloi kim es yitzchak Now the blessings come from eloi kim. Now the channel is gvura, which is more intense. sh'ashpati So now when Yitzchak wants to pass his blessings to his son, Esav, it really turns out to be Yaakov. How does he open up the blessings? I want lekim should give it to you. Why? Because I want that this flow should be with tremendous abundance. B'ribuy means very powerful. It should be with tremendous intensity, tremendous abundance. So I'm not saying My unique chiddush is the gvura, the hashpot comes from gvura. And that's Alekim. That's represented by the name Alekim because Yudke Vavke is not the mid of Gvura. Alekim is the mid of Gvura. And as he puts it in footnote 9, that the flow that comes from Gvura is after the Gvura gets sweetened with the Chesed of Avram. Because as we know, Gvura could go two ways. Gvura is very intense. But it has to become sweetened with Avram's love. That's why it says, Vayivarech Alekim as Yitzchak he blessed Yitzchak, but it's Yitzchak who's the son of Avram. It's not just Yitzchak who's detached from Avram. It's the Gvura that was sweetened with the Chesed of Avram. Now, briefly, what this means, and this is, the, this is a very important point here. We usually translate Chesed as giving, love, generosity, benevolence, and Gvura. Gvura, you know, punishment, penalties, quid pro quo. You don't get what you don't deserve. Everything is deserving, right? What's called din. Din, judgment. There's trial. There's error. There's judgment. There's no chesed is, you know, I'm just a nice guy and I, I love people and I give and give and give. There's no inhibitions. Chesed overlooks flaws. <laughs> you deserve it. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. That's what chesed is, right? I don't sit and ask if you deserve it. Gvur is very different. Gvur is, I want your resume. <laughs> Show me your resume. I'm not hiring you because I'm a nice person. I'm hiring you. I may be a nice person. You've got to deserve it. You're going to be good for the job. That's G'vura. Guru is discipline. I discipline. Why am I disciplining you? I'm disciplining you. That's what G'vura is. There's an element of sternness. There's an element of saying no. Chesed is saying yeah. guru is saying no. That's how we usually translate it. And therefore it's strength. It takes strength. It takes fortitude. There's a certain tenaciousness. There's a certain inner resilience and strength that gvura is. And there's an element of what he calls tzimtzum. You hold back. Tzimtzum means everything is filtered. Everything is with a khajban, It's condensed. You don't just give and give. You give in a calculated fashion. Right? That's what tzimtzum. But the Rebbe is saying here that the Rebbe teaches us that when gvura gives, it's actually deeper than when chesed gives. Why? Because what I said about gvura is true. But there's something real. But real gvura is really something deeper. Real gvura means, and I want you to understand this, real gvura means that I actually care about you. (laughs) Real gvura, there is cruel gvura. We're not talking about that. Real gvura, holy gvura, divine gvura means I care about you. And that's what real discipline means. We often make a mistake that when I'm angry, you know, you have a disciplinarian discipline that comes from anger. That's not gvura. That's, 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 that's unrefined midos that need help. Real gvura means, because I care about you, I don't just give without calculation. I give only with tzimtzum, because I have to ask myself, how are you going to benefit from this? Not just short term, but long term. And that's what real discipline is. Real discipline is not the discipline that comes because I have to take revenge. God forbid. Or because I'm in a bad mood. Or because I need vengeance. Or because I lose my, <laughs> I lose my control. I lost it and I, and I lose it. So I'm going to teach you a lesson. Or to show you who's the boss. Who's stronger. Or to teach you that you don't start up with me. That's your own trauma talking. It's gvura coming out in dysfunctional ways. Real gvura means that I'm actually tuning in to who the person is, what their needs are, and how I can help them reach their ultimate potential. That's why I want you to be deserving. It's not I want you to be deserving because I'm stingy. I'm stingy with love. I don't want to give you the candy. No. It's because I want to be able to show you that you're a success story. You get it? The Mendel Some of us have a hard time with it. People who are more balichesed like to overlook flaws. Just give, 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 give. It's beautiful. But gvoreh is, 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 there's something more authentic about Gvuria. Now, it can go sour. You could become this judgmental, dismissive person. You deserve, you don't deserve. That's unholy gvura. That's why gvura has to be sweetened. (laughs) Because gvura can go down south. Gvura can get... Gvura can become selfish. But holy gvura is pure love. But it's not love that's uninhibited, reflecting the generosity of the giver. It's love that really is sensitive to the need of the recipient, always, and who they are. And therefore, sometimes you really have to hold back. Sometimes the best thing you could tell somebody is no. Not with hate, not with anger, but with connection, with love. Sometimes it's the best thing. Yes, chesed is more about the giver, and gvur is more about the receiver. That's the point. It's not about me, and it's not about me giving you. It's not about me covering the problems. It's not about me giving you a bandit. It's actually me holding back. The Rebbe once said in a Maimir, actually from the Tzemach Tzedek, from the Magid, that Gvura we're gonna see later also. Gvura comes from Plimiyas Acheset, meaning <laughs> to have Gvura you have to have more <laughs> Real Gvura, real Gvura, holy Gvura, divine Gvura. Like every Mide, Gvura can also be destructive. When you need chesed and you use gvura, that's not good. Sometimes you have somebody who's broken, you can't go with gvura. You can't go, it's going to break them. You understand? Gvura requires wholesomeness of the recipient, a certain wholesomeness. That's why there's no gvura without chesed. there's no gvura without connection. If you don't connect, you can't do gvura because then you're going to break me. To be able to say no, the person has to be, able to, tr- to be able to say no to somebody, and they grow from it, they have to be able to trust you. But when they do trust you, the no is very, very important, very healthy, very productive. And when Gvura gives, when Gvura does give, ooh, it's much more intense than when Chesed gives. Much more intense. Because when Gvura gives, <laughs> it's actually giving from a place of <laughs> very, very deep caring, of very, very deep intensity. So when Gvura gives, it's very powerful. The Khavra understand what I'm saying, yeah. Just to to, uh, to just to illustrate what I'm saying, there's a story in a Mishnah. It's a meseches adeus. I don't know how many have learned, you learned to you meseches adeus. Meseches Aideus is a, means the, the tractate of testimony. The tractate of testimony, which discusses various testimonies that the Chazal gave about different halachas. And it has eight chapters. It's a fascinating, fascinating perech. At the end of Perik Hay, at the end of chapter 5 of Adias, there's an incredible story. Usually in Mishnayos, you don't have long stories. You'll have sometimes an incident, an event. Uh, the opening Mishnah is, you know, that the children of Ram Gamlil came back from a wedding and they didn't say Kriyashma. They were dancing. They didn't join the Minyan for Mayeriv outside the wedding hall. They were dancing. They came home. That's how the first Mishnah is. But usually you don't have long stories in Mishnayos. It's just not the, the function of Mishnayos. But in A.V. chapter 5, the Mishnah tells the story of Akavya ben Mahala. Akavya ben Mahala was one of the great sages. And he basically departed from his colleagues in Halacha. They wanted he should retract, and he wouldn't retract. He said, it's better for me to be called a fool my whole life and not to be a rasha even one moment they shouldn't say that because you would give me leadership and prestige, I retracted my halachic position. Very powerful story. Then the Mishnah concludes this is A.D. chapter 5, the end Mishnah Zion. When Akavi Ba Mahalo was about to pass away he told his child that he should not follow him in the four things with which he argued with the rest of Chazal. He should follow the majority. So he said to his father I don't understand. So why didn't you? He says, because I heard it from many of the sages who followed my opinion. I took my opinion from them. And my colleagues also heard from many sages. I held this to be true. They held this to be true. But you only heard this position from me. And the majority of the Chachamim disagree with me. You should follow the majority of the Chachamim. This was his father's statement to his son. Right before his death, the boy turns to his father, doesn't say how old he was, and he says, Father, before you pass away, speak to me, speak to your friends about me. Give them instructions about me. In other words, the father is about to pass away, he's not going to have a father. Akavim Mahalo was considered a giant. So he says, speak to them, they should you know, give me a good place in the base medrash. Take care of me. Give me the dignity I need. You know, tell them that they should... I'm, an or, I'm going to be an orphan. So tell them to take care of their child, to be with care of me. That's what he asks his father. And what does the father answer? Omar loy. he told him, I will not give them any instructions and suggestions. Oh, my Lord, the son says, "Shemma, Avla Matsabi, have you found iniquity in me that you're just going to throw me under the bus? And we all look at the story and we're like, "Rebona Shalolah." He's a father on his deathbed. His son asked him for a favor. What was the favor? Before you pass away. Rebo. He's about to pass away. He asks him a favor before you pass away. Tell your friends. It's called protexia. A little nepotism. (laughs) Tell them you have a son, an amazing boy. Take care of him. Be mekaru him. Give him a good seat. Give him the best chavrusa. Get him a good shidduch. Promote him. Motivate him. Elevate him. Honor him. He says, no. He says, I don't understand. What have you found evil in me? And his father responds, and these are the final words. Ammar um, his father, said, Love, I have not find, found any negativity in you. So why will I not encourage my friends to promote you? And the answer is, Your deeds will bring you close and your deeds will bring you far. Meaning, You don't need me to promote you to them. Ma'asachah, your own actions, your own behaviors will determine your fate, your destiny. You are the author of your own biography. Your deeds will bring you close. Your deeds will bring you distant. The father passes away. What is this supposed to mean? Why, why? Why would you refuse your child? And of course, here you have the classic example of what real Gevura is. Because the father was about to die, and he knew that if he would call in the friends, the colleagues, and say, listen, you take care of this boy and make him, make him, you know, make him something special, which is a beautiful thing. For his, the rest of his life, his child would know that he is ultimately you know, Tati's boy. <laughs> he got where he got because of daddy. But daddy knew, I'm not going to be here. I need to give him a deeper gift. And what's the deeper gift I can give him? The deeper gift I can give him is for him to understand his power. For him to understand the choices that he can make to define his future. I need him to understand the power of his mind, of his soul, of his heart. You're not just a child of your father. You don't have to live off your father's glory. You are you. As the Katzkei Rebbe says, I am I and you are you. That's called respect, not just love. Chesed is love, gvur is respect. And sometimes respect is as important as love. You understand? Some of us don't have respect, we have love. I love you, I don't respect you. I don't respect you, I love you. I'll pinch you, I'll pinch your cheeks. <laughs> I'll make all your decisions. I'll make all decisions, all the decisions for you. But I don't respect you. I don't respect you as an independent person. You know why? Because you're my extension. You're my bubala. How do they say it in Manchester Bubala. You're my malach, you're my angel. You know the story, right? Mommy takes David and puts him on the bus the first day pre A, he goes on the bus, he's four years old. And she says, Davidal, Davidal, you're my my malach, my my scratch it. She puts her son on the bus. You're my angel, you're my love, you're my ziskite, my ziskite, ziz, ziz mum wom And mommy's gonna come right to the bus to pick up my angel. The love of my life, the most beautiful, cute kid in the world. And when he comes off the bus, mommy throws, himself on, mommy throws herself on her son. And she says, what's the, what's, what did you learn today in school? And he says, for starters, I learned that I have a name, and it's David. <clears throat> there's love and there's respect. Now, there's no respect without love. There's no guru without chesed. Because if there's guru without chesed, it can become very alien. If you tell this to a boy, if you tell this to a boy without a lot of chesed first, You can destroy him. I'm not going to do you a favor. (laughs) You fight your own way. If the kid doesn't have resilience, and resilience always comes from attachment, then gvura can be very destructive. And we see it all the time. But if the kid has resilience, the kid has good attachment, healthy attachment, then there's nothing like gvura. (laughs) That's exactly what you need. If you want to remain mediocre, fine. But if you want to become a Navy SEAL, you're going to need Gvura. If you want to be able to flex your own muscles, then you can't live off my charisma, my success. You have to find it within yourself. So this is the first point that we're learning here. That yes, Gvura is Tsimtzum. Gvura is holding back. But when Gvura blesses, when Gvura gives it's extremely intense, it's fiery, it's hot, it's passionate. There's deep caring in Gvura, very deep caring. That's where the Tzimtzum is coming from. And therefore when Gvura does connect, when Gvura blesses, it's with very profound strength and intensity. So after the death of Avram, now the hanhaga goes over to Gvura. So therefore, the Chiddush of Vayivarech Elekhimas Yitzchak B'nai and that's the bracha he's going to give, also his son Yaakov. <speaking in Hebrew> I want to, for another, literally another two, three minutes, just do the third, th- the third, the third paragraph. Gimel. Vehine <speaking> ha bracha shabedech yitzchak viten lecha lekim he bracha naylis yosef ma bracha bevarach the truth is the blessing of Yitzhak v'et lecha lachem is greater than the blessing that a Eliakim blessed Yitzhak. Why? It doesn't make sense. Yitzhak is a person. How can that his blessing be greater than Hashem's blessing to him? She'abrachin his baruchit zecha ba'lachem hayisim shachas le'bonav gamim lo hayam avrach. Ki pira shela possible va'vorach lecha mesichak bnai shavram ne'siar levorach sita ne'shat safas Bakadish This is very interesting. The blessing that Yitzchak got from Elohim after Avram's passing would have gone to both of his children, even if Yitzchak would have never blessed Yaakov or Esav. Rashi says so clearly. When it says that Elohim blessed Yitzchak after the death of Avram Avinu, Rashi says why did he have to give him a blessing? Because Avram was afraid to bless Yitzchak. Why? Because he saw that Esav is coming out of him, and he didn't want to bless him. So Avram said, let the master of the blessings bless whoever he would like to bless. So Hashem came and blessed Yitzchak because Avram didn't want to bless Yitzchak. Because he saw Esav coming out of him. It's interesting. Avram refused to bless his son before his death because he saw the future. Now this is Avram, who's a (laughs) Bal But he refused. He said, let the owner, let the master bless who he wants. So Hashem came and he blessed Yitzchak. What do we understand from this? That that blessing would have gone to Esau too. That's why Avram didn't want to do it. So the blessing that Hashem blesses Yitzchak, in lieu of Avram blessing Yitzchak, is a blessing that goes to Yaakov, it goes to Esau. Even if Yitzchak would have not blessed Esau later, he would still have that blessing. That's why Avram was hesitant and ambivalent. That's why Avram was was, was unsure, he was uncertain. Because it's a blessing that goes to Esau. So now when Hashem takes over, He takes the position of Avraham and He blesses Yitzchak. What type of blessing is it? It's a blessing that goes automatically by osmosis to both of the children, Yaakov and Esau. This means that the blessing that Yitzchak gives is even a greater blessing than the blessing that Elikim gave Yitzchak because that blessing would have gone on its own to the children. So why is now Yitzchak blessing them again? Obviously there's a blessing here That's much greater than that original blessing. This is why Yaakov works so hard and engages in many schemes and he says, completely unnatural. Yaakov had to leave his comfort zone in order to receive those blessings. But why? You, already, you were already blessed. Hashem blessed Yitzchak after Avram's death and we know that that blessing is going to both of the kids. That's why Avram Avinu did not want to give it. Because he understood that Esau is going to benefit from it and he was afraid. He was afraid. He didn't want to somehow promote Esau. So why, do you, Yaakov, you already were blessed. You were blessed by only So you need your father to bless you? The answer is, Yaakov knew, as Rifkin knew, that the blessing of Ayitim Lecha Lekim Atal is greater than the blessing of Avarecha So Yaakov went out of his comfort zone to receive those blessings. As he says in footnote 11, that the nature of Yaakov was he was Ishtam. He was a wholesome person. Rashi says he was a straight person. He was not deceptive. For him to go and engage in all of the schemes to get the blessings was really transcending his comfort zone, and he quotes his father-in-law, in footnote 11, the Rebbe Dayat, Sefamadam Tav Shem Gimel 186, listen to this, mirma de mesiris nefesh Mamish brachos. For Yaakov Avinu to engage in deceptiveness in order to get the blessings is mesiris nefesh Mamish. Don't take it for granted. Yaakov Avinu had to sacrifice his identity, his, his, his disposition, his geist, his energy. But he did it to receive the blessings. So within elohim Kim itself, there's the blessing that Yitzchak gets, and then there's the blessing, V'yiton lechalakim that's completely of a different nature. This is the foundation, the, the building blocks of the Mimer. Now begins the explanation, which we're going to continue, Thursday morning, 7.30 a.m., we're going to continue chapter 4. Everybody is invited to uh, review this year and then prepare the future, the future, prepare the next piece so you'll be able to be more acquainted with the ideas. The next idea is going to be based on the famous Mimer of the Balatanya in Torah Ur Parshas us, which we learned a few years ago. It begins, Re'ei Re'ach B'ni. I think we have four or five classes on it from maybe two years ago when we did it or three years ago probably two or three years ago, before Corona, Re'e Re'ach B'ni, the, 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 right before Corona, Re'e Re'ach B'ni, it's in, on the yeshiva.net, in Torah or er, Parshish us so If you go to the yeshiva.net, on top there's Torah. Within Torah there's something called Torah or, er, and within Torah er, you go to Toldos, and over there you have the Bible Re'e Re'ach B'ni, why Yitzchak wanted to bless Esav, why he loved Esav, why he wanted to give it to Esav and not to Yaakov. And based on that whole explanation, we're going to come here in this mime and understand the depth of this blessing that Yitzchak wanted to give Esau. And what we're going to see in the most fascinating fashion is how that applies to our lives today in relating to our children and relating to other children and how that process works, especially when there is pain and disappointment. We'll take a few questions tomorrow tomorrow 12:45 new york time tuesday 12:45 p.m. there will be a class for women and girls in person 24 Shea road 10 gimbal It will also stream live on the yeshiva.net or youtube and uh, later also will be on torah anytime that's tomorrow 12:45 tuesday thursday morning 7:30 we'll continue this smimer thursday afternoon 2 p.m. there will be a special shear for the south african jewish community Title: Can I Change Me? Okay. Any questions? In the comments, some people wrote beautiful comments today. Wow, a lot of comments. If you go look at the on the yeshiva.net, there's ten comments, and some of them are really beautiful. I have to learn them. <laughs> Interesting sources and comments. Okay, we'll take a look a little later. Anyway, I wish everybody a beautiful and brilliant and inspiring day. A day that fuses Avramovino and (laughs) Yitzchakovino. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.